Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott. And today we get to talk with Tracy Sullivan one last time. For those of you who have not tuned in before, you can listen to this episode, but you might just want to go back and hear the previous two episodes with Tracy. She's just a wealth of knowledge about what does it look like to be a leader? What does it look like to be a discipler, um, to be an encourager? Um, and she just, she wrote a book and it's called Small Batch Discipleship. You can find out more on the links in this description, but I'm just so excited. Welcome back, Tracy. Thank you. I'm, I'm sad this is our last episode too. I know. We it's, just have had such good time. talks. It has been so time. good. So last time, I feel like we keep leaving you guys with cliffhangers. <laughs> we did it in the first episode. We did it again in the second episode. So the cliffhanger that we're going to readdress in this episode is how, like last time we talked a lot about uh, what does this verse say about who God is? And we kind of left off with like, if that's all true, if God has made us in such a way that we are going to be encouragers and we're going to encourage one another, then what does that look like practically? And then we also want to talk about the context of our verse. But before I get ahead of myself, because I realized I didn't tell you all what the verse is, our verse is from 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It is, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. So we are going to talk some application and then we're going to talk context. Usually context is the first thing we talk about, but we're just going to, you know, we're keeping you on your toes over here. So... <laughs> So welcome back, Tracy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. So let's talk application. So for those of you who are maybe listening to these episodes back to back, you kind of heard in the last episode about God being the one who has created us to be encouragers, who has made us as people who are to receive his grace and that we get to do that with one another. But what does that look like? How do we live out the grace of God in our lives in a way that is both meaningful for us and meaningful for the people who are receiving that grace? Um, how do we do community together? How do we be encouragers? How we do that, Tracy? <laughs> Big question. It's all on you. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to unpacking the context because I think that'll show us a lot. But when I think about, well, we can start there if you want. That's it's okay. Let's start here. I think you're onto something. So okay, okay. If we think about how to apply this verse in real life, like how do you really make disciples and step into that purpose and calling Jesus has called us to? I think about two things. Number one is keep following Jesus yourself. It all comes back to that. And you have nothing of eternal value. I have nothing of eternal value to bring to a relational table outside of Jesus. And then two, we invite others along. Like we take the courageous step of opening the front door of our life and letting someone or, you know, someone's um, inside, like linking mm -hmm. arms with other people and saying, hey, I, I don't have it all together, all figured out, but let's follow Jesus together. And the way that that has unfolded in our home and life, we had someone do that for us, for my husband and myself. And so the the idea that they clearly imprinted on our heart was 
now pay it forward. Like the rest of your mm -hmm. life, you're going to be doing this for someone else. And that's what, that's what we all have the opportunity to do. And so just like we see in this verse, as we, you know, unfold it and look around front, back and side to side on this verse, we'll see that in the life of Paul as well. But we're sharing real life with people. We're opening up our vulnerable selves to, to be in the nitty gritty, to be raw and real and to say, here's how I'm wrestling. Here's the question that I have, the big hairy question here. Um, here are my struggles and I really need God to show up here. And also here are the ways that I've seen God carry me through and let's celebrate those together. And we're, we're doing that, that life on life part as much as we're digging into God's word and studying the truth of it and seeking to encourage one another to obey and to grow in Christ likeness as we are going through life. So it's that mm -hmm. teaching and truth part and it's the life life part, both hand in hand. I love that. So this is the thing that I struggle with. And I don't know if you struggle with this, but I love to share the thing that I just was struggling with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't love to share the thing that I am currently struggling mm. with. So how do you like, cause I'm, cause I'm hearing you say like, we've got to be honest. We need to be in the word. We need to be sharing these things. How do you how do you make yourself do that? Yeah, and maybe that's not that. a make yourself thing for you, but it, it always is for me. Always. I just like, I really got to dig deep and know like, okay, when I go to small group tonight or when I meet with my ladies, I've, I'm going to be honest with what my right now struggle is. Like I have to like yeah. almost give myself a pep talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the struggle is real for all of us. That's not just you for sure. Um, and I think it also takes time to develop trust where we feel safe. And that's part of what it means to be a spiritual leader as we mature and walk with Jesus in this discipleship lifestyle is I think you become the creator of the space where that can occur. Like mm. you, you start really learning to empathize and to listen between the lines and to see yourself as creating a place where people can really learn, grow and be, be their real selves with others, with God. Because that's when real learning and growth occurs in those small, safe circles. And mm. the reality is if it's a big, giant, circle of folks, you feel less safe. And there's beauty in that place where you can unfold who you really are. And to be honest, if we're not able to get there, then we're really not going to do that growing that God has for us in the first place. So there's mm -hmm. value in being able to be real with one another. All right. I love that. It's scary though, right? It is scary. <laughs> yeah, it is scary. And, you know, I think about the group that I have meeting in my home right now, my current small batch. Mm -hmm. um, this is the ninth circle of the sun, I would say, that I've been privileged enough to do this type of community with. And so I've watched it unfold um, each time. And this time in particular, it's, I've gotten to actually use the book, like my book. And so that's new. And mm. so I'm testing things as we go. How do these conversations go? And what is fresh on their hearts each time? And it has taken us, you know, maybe three or four weeks, uh, times that we've gathered to really get to that place where people felt truly safe 
to start mm-hmm. unfolding and unpacking some of that stuff that they were more comfortable just saying in the one-on-one. And so it's been cool to see how does this really work using a tool like this. So we're studying the word, but we're also, you know, really developing that interpersonal dynamic, that that safe space where real life transformation and behavior change can occur. I think um, sometimes we get so maybe caught up in or uh, preoccupied with the knowledge component of, you know, meeting together with other Christians and learning something together that we leave by the wayside, sort of the heart component of now, how do we live this? How do we do this together as a, as a group and how do we encourage one another in this? So I just, I love that idea that we got to, you got to do it in a small space. You can't do it in a big space. Yeah. And it's interesting because as a learning professional, I think a lot about, you know, what it really takes for folks to truly change in their lives and in their behaviors and in their thought patterns. Um, Hmm. And it's not an information dump. It's not just gaining knowledge that changes your life. It's actually practicing something until it becomes your natural rhythm. And so not only do we want to learn knowledge in our small circles of, you know, our faith family or our small batches, but we also want the chance to just practice what it, what it is that we should be doing as believers until it becomes our own personal rhythm with the Lord. So for example, like learning to study your Bible. You can't just tell someone to go do that or email them the tools, but like actually having the privilege to sit down and study a text together is what enables them to go and do it themselves. And Mm -hmm. so now I don't feel guilty because I know I should be doing it and like I ought to know how to do this. But now that we've done it together, I have a real understanding of, okay, like I can now give this a try on my own and keep practicing. And then maybe we move on to prayer. And we're mm-hmm. praying together and where it might start out like, man, I don't even know how to say this out loud. That's super awkward for me. <laughs> it becomes, right. you know, becomes a natural language and conversation of intimacy with the Lord over time through practice together. And this, mm-hmm. you know, the same for the other foundations of the faith, like sharing the gospel. Wow, like that's super scary. What if we practice that in conversation a few times together and it might roll off my tongue at McDonald's a little bit better or at Starbucks <laughs> or at the playground? I don't know. So mm-hmm. I feel like that that actual rhythm of discipleship is one of the biggest things that when we get into these small batches, we can really transform and grow ourselves with the Lord because it's also safe to practice and and to do what we know we want to be doing. But now yeah. we're really learning to actually do it together. And I think that really just speaks to that idea in the verse of building one another up. Yeah. Like you're building into people, you're creating something that is beautiful, that's making for a lasting change, like you said. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so let's go, let's move all the way back to the head again. Let's go back to the knowledge component because I don't, I want to give enough time for you to talk about context. Okay, so this verse is coming out of First Thessalonians and it's a letter that Paul is writing to this group of new believers in Thessalonica. 
And he led them to the Lord himself and quickly discipled them in the things of the Christian faith and of Jesus before being run himself out of town. Others ran him out of town. And so now he's writing this letter back to them, these people that he cares about, to encourage them to hold fast in their faith in Jesus and to keep walking that faith out in holiness and with joy, even though they've got this tremendous opposition pressing in all around them. So a couple of things I love when I think about this letter that I think highlight or illuminate the verse that we're memorizing this month. Number one, we see the first evidence of Paul's own discipleship there in verse one, um, chapter one, verse six and seven. So we see Paul say to them, you became imitators of us and us is Paul and his buddies, Silas and Timothy. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. And then in verse seven, it says, and so you became a model to all the believers in your surrounding areas. So they're patterning their life and their thinking around what they saw in him and Silas and Timothy. And just like we see in first Corinthians 11, one, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So they're not following Paul. They're following the one that they see chasing after Jesus and stepping in his footsteps. And then they turn right around and they do the same for others. So there's this beautiful picture of discipleship happening right there. Then if we fast forward now to chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians 2, 8, Paul says this beautiful thing, and I've got like hearts around this verse, which probably sounds a little girly, but in my Bible. I love it. I love it. Because listen to the words. This is what he says. He says, he's talking to these believers, and he said, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us. So we see truths being invested in their lives and they're sharing their lives. It's like life on life relationship comes in from this foundation of love. So truth and life, which we've totally been talking about. And then, okay, so let's see one more thing. If we go then to chapter three, verse eight, then we see this. And this, I think, speaks to all of us. Um, Paul says this, for now, we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we have in the presence of our God because of you? So if you and I really want to live this full life that God has for us, this overflowing life, this is how we do it. We pour into the lives of others and we circle our lives up with theirs, just like Jesus did to encourage one another and build each other up as we're following Jesus together. I love that um, idea that that's what makes us truly alive. I would love to ask that question to our listeners. Do you see the people in your life and the influence that you've had in their lives? And do they see you and think, I'm truly my most alive self because of this relationship and how it has impacted me and the love that we have for one another? That's a that's wow. so beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I think that is really what God is calling us into because not only 
do the folks that we invite into our front door have the opportunity to feel that way? But I promise you, I feel that way because of their presence in my life, maybe even more so. I mean, it really, it really is the good stuff that God is calling us into. So cool. Amen. I agree. I love that the context isn't too nerdy. Uh, it never is. It really isn't when we when we really start to understand it that, you know, that God's word is so beautiful and he calls us into this beautifully interdependent, you know, group of other people where we get to be, you know, some of the things we've talked about, we get to be our real selves. You know, we get to be privileged members um, with one another of the body of Christ and with him being the head of everything and the center and, and, and enabling us then through the power of his spirit to do things that are otherwise impossible for us to do. And I think about how uh, the opposite of encouragement is so oftentimes comparison. And so I want to right before we quit here, because I don't want to quit, but we we're running out of time. Uh, I want to just talk about what are the things that fight against this beautiful community? And how do we work against those things in our heart when we see them crop up? How do we work against um, jealousy or comparison? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the root of that comparison struggle that we all have is really pride. I know that is what Mm -hmm. I see popping up in my heart. And that's one of the probably the watchouts of this whole lifestyle of walking with Jesus. And certainly if you think about having a heart to be a leader who's following after Jesus with others and inviting others along. But I think what you're, what you're asking, like what's the counter of that is remember they're not following you. They're not following Mm. me Um, because if they were, I'll put it personally, I would very soon disappoint them like soon enough or I would feel guilty and struggle with vulnerability because I'm going to have that roller coaster of, you know, experience pushing back sin in my own life. And that's a heavy burden to bear if you're really trying to be real with people. But if I think about it, that we're following, we're inviting others to follow Jesus alongside us, then that feels more doable. That's what spiritual leadership is all about. So we lead others to him by inviting them along. Um, And then they're called to when they're ready to go out and do the same. But the other pitfall that that I think of is um, don't stop doing it. Like once you begin doing this, don't set it down and look for the next sparkly thing. And we sometimes do that. It's easy to, that's all too easy because we're all really busy, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so easy. I'm just so busy. Um, but also this isn't living a personal discipleship lifestyle, unfortunately, isn't the norm that we see all around us today. So it's all too easy to go back to living the way that we were before. But the reality is, and we have to remember this, that we will be missing out big time if we do that, if we just keep living in our own Um, circumference, if we will, with our lens of self on, and so will countless others, the people that God has in our own sphere of influence in that 30-foot circle, and in theirs, and in theirs, and in theirs. So, So the encouragement is once you step into this lifestyle of running with Jesus and others, keep rubbing shoulders with other people who are doing it so that you and I can keep igniting one another's fire 
for this greater purpose, because those are the conversations and the moments and the relationships and the journeys that God is going to use to multiply and really truly reach the ends of the earth till the end of time as only God could do. Mm. I love that, Tracy. So many good words. Ah, oh, it was it just been <laughs> so was fun. fun. It was yes. fun. Yes. And I just I feel encouraged both. Well, you did what you said you were gonna do. You encouraged, <laughs> you encouraged <laughs> yes. you built me up. Um, but I'm no, encouraged. seriously. I do, I just feel like that is such an encouragement to all of us to um to step out. And if we're not in a space right now where we're in an intentional community with other people that we need to be seeking that, praying for that, asking for God to really, um, like you said, ignite a fire in us so that we would be reaching out for this thing that really does truly give us life. You know, that really is the joy of, I mean, I can think of, you know, relationships that I've had in the past and groups that I've been a part of. And I like, they are my dear, dear people. I love them. I miss them. Why do they go away? <laughs> you know, um, not that they went away, but you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. when you, when you build these things in um, and build them into the rhythm of your life and of the life of your family, th- they just are such beautiful things that you can, you can look back on and say, God did that. And it was amazing. You know, they and were- I want, yeah. more of that. <laughs> they are. And just like you, I mean, I know you moved. And so you treasure those relationships. And the reality is, he probably moved you there because there's somebody right in front of you, you know, that he wants to draw to himself. And the same is true for me, and everybody yeah. listening. It's that God has such a heart for people. And um, thank goodness, because that includes each of us. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, so good, Tracy. I just had so much fun. Thank you so, so much um, for sharing your time and your expertise and your wisdom with us. Um, For those of you who don't know Tracy and want to know more, uh, you can just look in our description and find her Instagram profile and check out her website. Um, She's got a great book about small batch discipleship where she really gives you kind of the tools to do a lot of the things that we've been talking about. So thank you, Tracy, for joining us. Natalie, it was a joy. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.